Okay, welcome to the next edition of uh, Findurance, which we just came up with the other day. So hopefully that's a good title. Again, a lot of this is still kind of in motion. Uh, and today I wanted to talk about costs. Uh, and this is more of an academic uh, deal, but it comes up all the time when we talk about behavioral finance, when we talk about opportunity costs and sunk costs and, and why we think they're so important. Um, and so if you open up a, a finance uh, 101 type textbook or an accounting book, you find all sorts of different definitions for costs. There's fixed costs, which are like uh, for small businesses and large business, for any business, there are fixed costs, which are like overhead and, uh, you know, buying a tractor or, or you know, stuff that you're going to have to spend anyway. And then there are variable costs, costs that, you know, depend on how much output you produce. Like every single pencil requires a certain amount of wood or every cup of coffee requires a certain amount of ground coffee or whatever. Uh, and so in the coffee shop example, you know, renting the space is a fixed cost and uh, the water and coffee you put into the cup of coffee is a variable cost and so on. And then you add them together and then so on and so on. But in the world of personal finance, there's a couple of costs that come up uh, in discussion all the time and they are opportunity cost and sunk cost. And so I wanted to find these uh, and talk about them from a personal finance perspective because, you know, they're important. Uh, and they are, they are grocery store decisions that, you know, come up and, and, and they add up and they make a difference. And so, uh, you know, there's this great, I, I vividly remember getting frustrated with the boys a couple of years ago at HEB. And, uh, and they had asked me for something. I don't know what it was, a, you know, bar of chocolate or whatever. And I said, yes, you can have the bar of chocolate. And then we go to the next aisle and they wanted marshmallows. And I was like, bro, opportunity cost. And they looked up at me, obviously not knowing what opportunity cost was. And I'm like, okay. This is your opportunity cost, right? You have the opportunity to buy either the chocolate or the marshmallows. If you buy the chocolate, the marshmallows represent your opportunity cost. If you buy the marshmallows, the chocolate then represents the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost is the next best alternative. Uh, if you were to, if you only had a dollar fifty and you had to choose between the chocolate and the marshmallows, then the dollar fifty is not the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost is the next best choice. The opportunity cost is the marshmallows. Why is that? Because you've already decided to spend the dollar fifty. In personal finance, when we talk about savings, now the difference is I can put a dollar fifty into my savings account or I can buy the marshmallows, right? And now you've got to pick between one and the other. That's opportunity costs. And it happens all the time. There's this great uh, discussion about buying the extra cup of Starbucks coffee, right? If you buy Starbucks every morning, you're never, you know, you could use that $1.50 to be uh, into your savings and then you'd have an extra, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks a month to drop into your IRA. And I'm not convinced. I am a coffee drinker. And, and I like a good cup of coffee and whether it's Starbucks or something else, you know, I, uh, I don't think that's the big decision uh, maker that you're going to have in your life. But the point is well taken. That's an extra 50 bucks you could use somewhere else. That distinction is opportunity cost. Um, and it is a critical, critical part of a saver's thought process. And that's, that's once you understand what opportunity cost is, then, the, you know, then you're always thinking in terms of, well, what if I bought something else? Well, what if I bought something else? Well, what if, it was some, what if I had this extra $100, should I spend it on something else? 
right? And uh, and so that's 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 difficult to do because at some point you do have to make a decision. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we like the Dave Ramsey guidelines so much, because if you're doing the 15% in baby step four and you're do and you've already taken care of all the other stuff and you have a solid emergency fund, well, now you've got this extra space in your budget to go off and spend whatever you want. Now opportunity cost is choosing between chocolates and marshmallows, uh, as opposed to choosing between chocolates and retirement accounts. So that's opportunity cost happens all the time. One of my personal favorite costs is sunk costs. Sunk costs is, they are so painful uh, and you should recognize them at every opportunity. Uh, sunk costs are those costs that have been uh, incurred and can't come back. You've already spent the money and it's not coming back. Uh, for example, if you were, if you go out and, uh, I don't know, what's a, what's a great example? It happens all the time. You start a, here. The guys will, the guys will like this. You go to you go to you go to uh, Lowe's because you're gonna buy a chicken coop, or you're gonna build a chicken coop, right? You wives know what I'm talking about. The, you're gonna go buy or build a chicken coop. So you go to Lowe's and you buy all this lumber and you start cutting the lumber and your wife comes out and says, "Hey, I've decided." that I'm going to buy a chicken coop instead of allow you to build one. But you've already cut the lumber, so what can you do? You've, you can't return it. You can't get any money back from it. You're stuck with that expense. Now, quick timeout. This is not about whether or not you can return the lumber. This is not about whether or not you should be allowed to build a chicken coop. Uh, this, is about, um, this is about what the fact that you've already spent the money. Now, your wife comes out, mom comes out and says, no, we're going to build, we're going to buy a chicken coop. And you're, and you're about to create this argument with your wife about whether or not, you know, you should be allowed to build this chicken coop because you're a dude and, and you're going to prove yourself. And the first thing you're going to say is, I've already spent $100 on lumber. You can't return it. It's just sitting there. You've already spent $100 on lumber. That's a sunk cost. And it's not a sunk cost in this case because you do or don't know what you're doing. It's a sunk cost in this case because mom's already made her decision, right? There's no point in you fighting with your wife over having a pretty chicken coop other than the one that you're about to put together. It's just, it's, it's meaningless at this point. There's, there's, there's no sense in moving forward with it. Uh, when you make a decision such as... Oh, man. Oh, okay. I got one. Let's say, um, let's say you've decided to go into the coffee business and you've just purchased a $5,000 coffee machine, right? And you, you're, you're working your numbers and you realize that the rent's going to be more expensive and you're working your calculations and you realize that you've got to spend an additional 10 or $15,000 to make the business, uh, 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 profitable, or you realize that the business is not going to be profitable and you don't want to do it. You, but you're $5,000 in because you just bought this super expensive coffee machine, right? If you return it, you're going to get half of your money back or less. It's not going to work out. You don't know what to do. That's a sunk cost. You have just spent $5,000, but you have just figured out that you're not going to be profitable. Do Should you put more money into this business because you've already spent the $5,000? And the answer is no. 
The answer is you suck up the $5,000 cost and that really hurts, right? Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to just be like, okay, I was wrong because that's what a sunk cost represents. Sunk cost represents the fact that you've made a, uh, a poor decision over here, or it also represents that you're not going to move forward with this goal or with this dream of opening up a coffee shop or whatever it is. Uh, sunk costs happen all the time, and, and you should spend some time identifying them in your life because it is the place where allowing them to go, just accepting the loss will save you much more money in the long term. Uh, in the case of the coffee example, sucking up a $5,000 loss by buying this, you know, this, this coffee machine, but not spending an additional $15,000 on a business that's not going to work is actually going to save you the $15,000. And then Lord knows how long you're going to run that business before you finally realize that, you know, you're, you're, you, you're, it's not going to work. So identifying sunk costs as quickly as possible, allow you to understand when you've made a bad decision and then kind of shut down. So uh, let me end today's podcast by saying that by answering a question, somebody asked me yesterday, uh, my one of my one of our clients finally gave us our first question. Uh, and that question was, how often should I be checking my statements or the balance on my retirement accounts? And so the quick answer is monthly, right? You should be getting statements monthly. You should be getting statements quarterly. So if it comes in the mail, open it up and check it. Uh, if you have a one-time concern, open it up and check it. So I, I am not concerned that clients look at their statements regularly or routinely. I am concerned when uh, clients look at their statements or balances obsessively. If you're calling me every two, three days, or if you're calling your advisor every every other day, even in times of crisis, because you, you're not sure what's happening, or you don't know what's going on, then either you haven't asked the right question, or the advisor hasn't answered the question appropriately, or, you know, and I'm not saying, hey, call me tomorrow and we can discuss it. I'm saying, hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? Then, then you know, clearly there's a miscommunication you're, the advisor probably thinks that you're checking the account balance on an hourly basis. Uh, and it really means that you don't have a strategic plan. So, and it's possible that your advisor has a strategic plan for you that they've either written down or have in the back of their head, but that communication hasn't occurred. I, I would suggest that if you're checking your balances on a regular basis, it means you don't have a true long-term investment spirit. Uh, and we're in, you know, we're in the middle of this coronavirus thing right now. The market's down, you know, 20, 20 to 25 percent, depending on what date. I mean, things are just nuts right now. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you might want to check it a little more than often. And, you know, when there's a nice big positive jump like there was last week, you know, you jump in and and, and you're like, hey, you know, whew, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, uh, but again, it's not about how often you check your bank account or your investment account. It's about whether or not you have a strategic intent and whether or not you hold up to that strategic intent. All right. So our time is up. I hope you guys have been enjoying these. Please email me with questions. I am happy to discuss them. We'll find, uh, we'll find some other personal finance topics to discuss as we move forward. And um, thank you. And enjoy. as always, you can email me at sgarcia at endurancefin.com. Thank you.